And good afternoon to you too. <laughs> Welcome back for another market update. Uh, today is March 2nd, which is Texas's Independence Day. Um, so sorry to all the 49 other states, but uh, that's why everything's bigger and better in Texas. But as we jump into this, uh, as we promised, we're going to be talking about appraisals. Uh, we'll go over rates before we do that, but let's introduce who I have today. Um, Forever co-star, Matthew Stansberry. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, having me. Uh, we are joined again, one, once again, by Yvonne Godina, one of the LOs here at I Think Mortgage. Thank you. I'm really excited to be back, guys. Heck I appreciate yeah. it. When it's good, it's good. It's good, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some um, dissecting of appraisals to do today, and we want to try and squeeze it into a 30-minute window um, so that the listeners, viewers can play this back, maybe get some insight from it, and um, maybe in some instances, use it uh, to explain to their customers and additional uh, real estate partners when there are appraisal issues. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, let's jump into our mortgage rates of the day. Matt, you want to go through this real quick? Uh, this is based off of yesterday's um, rates, which I, I did see an increase yesterday in the market. You're looking at the 30-year fix at a 6.94%, which is up 0.09%. Um, we're going to skip over the 1530 and arm going down to our govy FHA 6.37%, which is up 0.04 following suit is the VA loan. And it's at a 6.39%. Now, just remember guys, this is a national average. This is not based off of your area or if you're located like in Texas. Um, but get with your lender, see what rates are today. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. A day behind and a dollar short. As <laughs> usual. <laughs> so um, we've got some things to go over as far as the appraisal goes. Um, JC, if you could, uh, let's see, throw that mouse over to that other screen real quick, just so I can click this uh, outline that I have here. Uh, let's see. We go up. Let's see. Mouse up. There it is. I can do this. I can do hard things. Okay, so um, on appraisals, I want to make sure that everybody understands what the hell an appraisal is. Um, so quickly, an appraisal is a home, uh, an unbiased assessment of property values conducted by a licensed appraiser to determine the fair market value of a home and its specific point in time. Um, the appraiser's role itself is to examine the property physically uh, all its features, such as square footage, number of bedrooms, uh, bathrooms, the condition of the home, and consider the market condition as recent sales uh, comparable to this property in and around that area. Now, the purpose of an appraisal is to determine what the collateral is going to be when you are um, seeking out a loan for this. If the loan itself um, is more than what the appraised value is, you can't get the loan. Bottom line, simply put. Now, there are plenty you of folks- You could get the loan if you want to pay more for it, right? Exactly. Yeah. You can absolutely pay mm -hmm. over and above, but we are not going to finance anything right. over and above the appraised value. Um, even cash buyers, uh, I do recommend and have heard that they do get appraisals to make sure that they're uh, putting their money that is in something that um, relates to the amount that they're putting forth. It's 
common sense, we hope, you know. Um, so the process of appraisers is they go out, they visit the property, um, they take measurements, they actually do take measurements of the property, regardless of what it says in the county appraisal. Um, and the reason why they do that is they actually draw up a schematic of what the property looks like with the square footage that they come up with. There are many times that we'll get a listing agent that comes back and says, hey, the appraisal is short in square footage. And we go, okay, well, let's look at the appraisal and then we'll look at the county and we'll ask them, did you use the county square footage or what the appraiser measured? Oh, well, I just used the county. Well, that's not always accurate. It, it, it truly is not. If there are any additions, if, um, uh, I don't know, there's many other reasons for that. So, um, let's go into some of the factors that don't affect the appraisal that we as consumers most of the time do believe affects the appraisals. So number one is your personal attachments. Um, although this home is yours and you have uh, a physical and personal connection to the property, the things inside your home mean absolutely diddly squat to that appraiser. Okay. Same, they mean nothing to the person buying it either, unless they put that in the contract. So if it took you two months to remodel that restroom, yeah. nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. That's right. So then we've got um, the original purchase price. That's something that a lot of folks tend to think that that plays a factor in it, but it does not. You've got what you bought it for, and who knows, you may have owned the property for 20 years, gotten a great deal on it, or you could have gotten your head whacked off in the last two years and now are trying to unload it, and you're going, well, I bought it for this much uh, a year ago. It doesn't matter. It's about the current market, and we typically go based off of the most, uh, if possible, most 30 days, but it will go up to about six months when they're trying to find uh, uh, comparables for that property right. itself. Um, the third is renovations. Some renovations do not add value to your property. Um, you could overspend for the area, and I see it time and time and again. Example, let's say you have a property in a neighborhood that has a neighborhood pool, and no one else in the neighborhood puts a pool in their backyard. You decide to get a hair up your butt and build a pool in your backyard and think that you're going to get that money back. Chances are you're not. Why? Because it's not a comparable to the area. You overbuilt for the area. Um, and that's something that we really would like people to understand um, because it is a misconception. Um, and then the last thing is, again, the personal belongings, which is a little bit different than the personal attachments. Um, if you've got a Harley Davidson sitting in the garage and think that the appraiser is going to give you more value because they know you're a Harley dude and he's a Harley dude, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, they are pretty much unbiased and very um, meticulous in what they do. So that being said, um, let's jump into an actual appraisal, guys. Let's do that. Let's go. Sweet. And I would like to share something yeah, real quick is for future homeowners who have never gone through this process, I think they do get confused as far as the difference between an appraisal and, and an a inspect property inspection. Oh, I agree. Right. I agree. Um, do you want to explain the difference between those two real quick? Yeah. So as far as it's kind of like what you went through in the beginning is mm -hmm. an appraisal is going to determine value and condition of the property yep. to see if it's worth getting the financing for mm -hmm. basic on that. But as far as inspection, someone's going out that's licensed, that's going to look at stuff and their job is to find defects, right? With yep. the, they're going to mm -hmm. hit up a report and they're going to go through a whole bunch of items on there that might be 
preventative items that you could take care of or so forth. But there is just a huge difference. The reason you're getting a property inspection report is because you want to make sure, is it a sound foundation, roofing, is there any major problems mm-hmm. before I purchase this? Yeah. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well said. All right. Let's jump into the appraisal. Okay, so this is an appraisal done recently, and we uh, showed it yesterday. I reached out to the customer and asked if I could actually use it as an example. They said, absolutely, as long as the seller does not find out. (laughs) No problem. That means they got Uh, a deal on this house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they got a a really good deal. Um, So typically on your appraisal, you will get the receipt page, which this is showing you um, the case number that's attached to it, which on our side as a lender, we have to have a case number that is assigned to the property itself so that in the instance where let's say the deal happens to fall apart the next buyer of that property whether it be a uh, fha or va loan can actually have the appraisal transferred in within a certain amount of time it's typically four months but if it happens to go longer you can reach out to the appraisal management company and see if they can update that appraisal for you so um yeah the next piece here will tell you what the inspection is, the cool. cost of it. So as you can see, the cost of this appraisal was $500 and most lenders, if not all, charge that upfront. Why? Because it is a service that we're not actually providing. We're just kind of running quarterback on it because it has to be a uh, third party that is totally disinterested in the, in the, the transaction. So we've got engagement letter, which gives you more details. Most of this stuff you won't ever need to know. But then we get into the table of contents, which shows you what is what and where to find it. You've got your appraisal uh, uh, compliance certificate, letting you know that the appraiser themselves are certified to do this. Um, Engagement letter, like we just went over, additional comps. So your URAR, I don't know what that stands for, but it is your appraisal report. Um, and it's, it's the piece that we're going to go over first. I wonder if it says what it uniform is. There it is. How about report. uniform residential appraisal <laughs> report? <laughs> Once we get into acronyms, we yeah. just always remember that. There you go. Okay. So your first piece of uh, data that you're going to need here is your subject property. It will tell you everything you need to know of the subject property, including the uh, sales price. Um, Sometimes it'll even tell you what it was previously sold for in the past. It will tell you the square footage, not only of the actual property, but also the land that the property sits on, um, the year it was built, the taxes that are associated with the property, legal description, and all that jazz. As we go down, this is the contract information. This is what is pertinent to the actual transaction at hand. How much is the seller paying? How much um, concessions? uh, How much that contracted for? All that good stuff. And then you've got neighborhood details. This tells you what is going to constitute as a comparable in the area. If you are comparing a single property uh, home to a duplex, it's not apples to apples. So realtors out there that are trying to get more value that end up sending in properties that are not comparable to the property that's being sold, it's a waste of time, okay? Um, Let's see here. Then your site that kind of tells you a little bit more about that area and the site itself. 
And then we've got improvements. This here goes in detail on the general description of the property, the foundation, how it's doing, um, what it sits on, um, how it is cooled. The exterior description tells you details of what the property's uh, built off of, whether it's wood, hardy, plank, um, stucco, those types of things. And then it also goes in detail on the interior of the property, whether it's made of drywall or if there's brick inside, vinyl, things of that nature, which also goes into the calculation um, that they use to come up with that value. Uh, so, do, 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 do. and now we get into the actual this report is, this itself. This is our favorite page. This is yeah. the favorite page. Does somebody <clears throat> want to take this? Yeah, I mean, we can go. Uh, so... On this page, you're going to see the comparables that the actual appraisal used on finding the actual value of this property. So comparables are um, other properties that were sold within, uh, what is it, a one mile radius of the other property yeah, that's the goal. Um, that are the closest to square footage, price, uh, and the additional features that were uh, listed above. Um, so in the Far left section, you'll actually see the breakdown of the property. Its sales price was twenty nine uh, two hundred ninety thousand. It gives the square uh, cost per square footage, uh, gives you the location, the site square footage, which is the actual property, um, and how what size it is. Um, then you have the design; it has the quality, room counts, and then the total livable square footage, which is mm -hmm. important. It doesn't factor in your garage. Um, then you have to the right, the comparables. So it's showing that in that right, uh, what is it? Comparable one, you'll go mm -hmm. down. It shows the actual square footage, what the house was sold for, which is the 315,000, mm -hmm. um, giving you the room count, which is the same as the property that was listed on the left, which I'm seeing that's the main part it says total eight rooms, square footage, mm -hmm. eight, 1,888 compared to the purchase property of 2,057. Um, let me see. And it shows that the, you know, the proximity, how close it was, all of them are less than a mile. And you're seeing that, you know, across the board, the properties that were, that we're using as comparables were all listed over 300,000. Uh, the last one being at 345. And what I find interesting on this is it, it shows the um, time that this was on the market, that DOM stands for days on market. Mm -hmm. And actually, you can see in comp one, that was only 26 days on market, as opposed to comp two was on the market for 83 days. Um, comp three, 19 days. So we use estimates when we're talking about days on market, things of that nature, because you could have a property that they priced it right, it looks right, and it goes the first day, and you can have other properties that sit on the market a little bit longer and you're not sure why or what the reason behind it is get with your realtor um to to get that information because that's not our lane go ahead matt sorry no um so and then uh you know you have the top section also which i have looked so it, it's going to tell you that in the area it's saying that there are two actual other comparables that could have been used in the neighborhood ranging from 289, 999 to 319. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe those properties weren't of the same, um, I guess, structure, structure or uh, what have yep. you. And then you go down, it says that there are 12 um, properties that were sold within a 12 month period. And it shows that the ranges are all 305 to 370. Uh, so most likely the appraiser used a comparable that met these matches within these, within this area. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, I mean, you, um, you'll have appraisal or appraisers more in rural areas that don't have comparables within a one mile period. So they'll have to go a little bit further 
or find something that's been sold with it in that uh 12 month period right right um let's see here as we go down they've also made some adjustments for the square footage you want to go over that that's the part that was probably next most important so when you're looking as far as in the total rooms and bedrooms and so forth you can see that area and pretty much all of these properties that the this appraiser picked are very very comparable Mm -hmm. but the square footage is off just by a, a tad bit maybe like 200 square footage and so they gave the they gave some adjustments to our subject property for that. Um, and what it means by the adjustment that uh, Yvonne's talking about is they will make up the difference to bring it up to a comparable so that you're playing apples to apples. Um, so let's say your square footage is short by, um, for example, this case, 200 square feet. The difference between that and our subject property is approximately $7,600. Right. And even though there's factual data, right, all on this report, mm-hmm. an appraiser is making an opinion Correct. of what their valuation is off of square footage. So for future homeowners or even realtor partners that are listening, keep in mind, you know, it's not going to be the same if Correct. appraiser one did it as opposed to appraiser two. So Absolutely. It's, it's, it's their opinion on it. I agree with that. And that looks good. Uh, So on, and and this is the piece that I believe realtors uh, either know or they don't. And if they don't, they probably haven't experienced an appraisal shortage to have to go in and dig to see what the heck an appraisal is. How did they come up with their adjustments? Um, Because there's a lot of times that we'll get, Hey, the appraisal short, we come back with, well, I ran the comps. Okay, great. Do you see there's, there's the comps that you used are on here, but you didn't do your adjustments the same way that they did. Um, And, I think they have a lot more experience. (laughs) Now, the only time I've really seen an appraiser um, make an error on a report is they got the square footage wrong. Right. That's really the only time I've seen it uh, make sense. Other than that, the opinion of value, they're pretty accurate. We have to keep in mind that these appraisers have been in the appraisal business for quite some time. There are very few new to the business appraisers. Well, I mean, just to be an appraiser, you have to, um, what is it? Apprentice? Yeah, you had to apprentice for five years before you even become an appraiser. And you have to have 150 hours Hours logged of logged and then you have to have education, which I think is more than us as a licensed loan officer and a a realtor. Absolutely. um, You know, I know sometimes they get the short end of the stick and it's very brutal but um, they have to go through quite a bit to become an appraiser. You're exactly right. Um, Okay, so keeping rolling with this. Can I bring up something you have mentioned when if someone is trying, if appraisal comes in and it's short, right? Um, To any realtors that are listening or clients is when you're submitting comps, don't just send in your MLS information that shows <laughs> these are the last three. Like I would recommend, let's be specific. Why is it different? Did, right. You know, do you have granite countertops? Do you have something special? You know, what is going on that you feel that this home is more valuable than the, the comparables that they're using? And keep in mind, it, Matt had mentioned it is they're going to look at comps within a mile radius. Right. So if you've gone to another neighborhood and there's, like homes, they're not yeah. going to go. No, they're, they're not, not going to go, go outside of the neighborhood when outside. they have comps even, inside the neighborhood. Even if you uh, sometimes I've run into where they give comps from a neighborhood just adjacent to the neighborhood that they're uh, selling or sorry, purchasing the home. And you're looking at, let's say, $300,000 homes. But then you have across the street half a million, five sixty, and that 
sometimes gives yeah. issues also. Yeah, you, you are uh, accurate on that. Uh, JC, zoom in on me real quick. I want to uh, shed some light on something that I think is no one ever talks about. Okay, guys. So if you are representing a buyer, you're on the buyer side and our lender reaches out to you and says, hey, we've got a short appraisal. Um, I have permission to send you the appraisal via the uh, borrower and uh, we need to get with the listing agent to start renegotiating or if you guys want to come up with additional comps that are not on the appraisal, please let us know. And typically the buyer's agent um, has a choice to make. They are either going to go and do the work and find more appraisals to justify this higher value that was just paid or they're going to take the stance that I like and say, hey, listing agent, here you go. Here is the appraisal report. Here is the um, value that they came up with. Please provide us with comps. Yeah. And there are far too many times that our buyer's agents are basically on the seller side. It's yeah. like, guys, you're representing the buyer. <laughs> and <laughs> Make I, I, them prove that it's worth that. Right. I, I feel like, you know, uh, I would say last year I saw that a lot more where the buyers were uh, the buyer's agent was supporting the seller like, hey, we need to find these cons. But I think it's because they got in their contract with an appraisal waiver. Sure. And they're like, man, I'm about to lose these uh, buyers a lot of money if I right. don't fight for this. Yeah. Whereas now you're seeing less and less appraisal waivers. And now they're able to open up the negotiation because it's a lower value. They're like, all right, we'll get ten another 10000 yeah. off. Less and less appraisal waivers. Shoot. Uh, in the last six months, what? is an appraisal waiver yeah it was something that was used for a brief moment in time <laughs> where we had a frenzy going on with these properties and now it's non-existent yep. and the ones that were actually using it were using it incorrectly anyway <laughs> so let's be honest all right right okay let's go back to this thing all right bum, bum, bum. boom has the adjusted sales price at the bottom yep so. that'll give you what the new sales price is based on the adjustments, adjustments. Mm -hmm. huh uh, let's keep going here. Then it will give you the opinion of value right there at the bottom. And it has the sales commission uh, uh, com comparison approach. And it also has the cost approach. What the difference is, is in a different market, materials may cost a little bit more or less. What is this property selling for versus what would it take to rebuild this exact property? Right. Right. This client has some instant yeah. equity. In this, mm -hmm. instant right. Equity. Yeah. Oh, wow. 40,000. 40, 40, 40, yeah. 40,000. <laughs> and that being said, you got to wait six months to pull some of that out. <laughs> but uh, is this a conventional loan? It is. So more than likely, it depends on the servicing company, right? Mm -hmm. Once they make six payments or 12 months payments, depending on the servicer, mm -hmm. they can pay for an appraisal and then have the mortgage insurance removed. Sometimes, I mean, since we've gone through the COVID thing, um, they can use an AVM, um, automated value, um, uh, market value, whatever. That's right. that damn acronyms. Um, <laughs> but there's also multiple different... Um, uh, electronic ways to go about it because there's just so much right. data out there. And the idea behind what Yvonne's talking about is getting that mortgage insurance removed completely. You know, that's a great, great benefit in a market that we're in right now. Um, so this kind of breaks down how they came up with their adjustments itself. So based on the cost approach to the value, this is telling you this is how much it's going to cost based on this much square footage, the lumber cost, all that good stuff that goes into this. Um, and then 
Let's go to... Those are just all their bylaws. Yeah, yeah. all the appraisal jazz. And this is uh, pretty much standard information that they put in here. But I want to get to... This is where you will find who the appraiser is, if they are licensed, um, who is representing them, all that good stuff. And then who actually so ordered the appraisal. So this one was like an apprentice. Did you see on that side? Let's they had... see. Yeah. Uh, supervisory. Yeah, you're exactly right on that one. So uh, hopefully Danielle, vroom. vroom. She did a great job, <laughs> she Danielle. Did, she did a great job there. Um, okay, so once again, it repeats itself, but the notice at the top, this is comparable four, five, and six. And they typically will do about six uh, comparables if they're available. And sometimes they'll even do more just in case if it's a... Uh, weird property, maybe a, a unique property, something like that. Right. And these are sold transactions. Yeah. These are not, this home is on the market and we want to mm -hmm. use that. So right. there's a misconception of Big. that with the realtors where they're like, but this home down the street is listed, listed for a million dollars. Right. <laughs> and um, not to say that appraisers will not use it, but they do not really consider um, cash. Right. Comps. Mm -hmm. So if they have to, and that's the last resort, they will, but normally you will not see you are correct uh, on that. Cash comp on there. Um, let's see here. Let's get to the fun part. And when it is time to see how they came up with their numbers, all that good stuff. I'm almost to it, guys. Sorry. They see us scrolling. <laughs> they waited. <laughs> That's, so cool. That's awesome. Um, so for all of you like myself that don't know exactly what these acronyms mean, here's a table of contents that gives you all you need to know about uh, acronyms <laughs> within this report because they use quite a few of them. Um, almost to it. Like we will have yeah. a quiz afterwards. Yeah, pop quiz. Mm -hmm. We're getting to my favorite part. Mine too. Just pictures, like, just like pictures. any book. Any That's book. Great. Where's the pictures? We need the pictures. Where are the pictures? Well, while he's looking for the pictures, I did want to bring up two other oh. things. Since this is a conventional loan on a VA loan, when it comes to you know, trying to get another value, right? Because it comes in low. Mm -hmm. Right. Guys, y'all have 24 or is it 48 hours? 48, 48 hours. hours. Yeah, it's 48 it's called hours. Called Tidewater. Tidewater. Yep. And so if you hear Tidewater, that's like a wave, like stop. Like, yes. Yeah. And that's prior to the appraisal actually coming out complete. Right. That's the appraiser giving you the opportunity to submit comps to meet that value. Absolutely. And VA appraisals are completely different. They're not going to tell you where they're at. They're not going to tell you how close mm -hmm. they're. And they, they also don't tell us when the appraisals do. They just give us a general 10 to 14 days is what they're at right now. Right. So we don't have a specific date on when the appraisals do if it's ordered. Here's another MythBuster. A VA appraisal is not that much different than an FHA or Correct. a conventional. They just, um, in my opinion, VA appraisers are the best appraisers. They're pretty meticulous. Um, they know what they're doing. They've been doing it for quite some time. And in fact, I have seen, especially through the pandemic, that VA appraisals came back higher than all the conventional and FHA. Right. Um, and I think what appraisers are looking for, guys, is safety items mm -hmm, right so mm -hmm. if you've got broken windows that is a safety item mm -hmm. you know i had one appraisal where there was holes in the concrete so if somebody walked like they could fall That's they right. could hurt themselves so they're not just trying to nitpick certain things it, they're mainly looking at safety items that are absolutely. required absolutely 
All right, let's kick this off. So here is um, proof that they actually went to the property because they take pictures of the front, the sides. They give you the square footage. Here's the rear of that property. You want to know a fun fact with me? This is whenever I read through the appraiser uh, appraisal, it's the first time I actually look at what the house looks like. Yeah. I, I'm like, I never do. I get the square footage, all that stuff. But then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to look at the house until the appraisal because that's what that's when it's happening. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, here's the left side of the building, right side of the building. They show you alternative street views. There's the property address, letting you know, that's security camera, camera yeah. systems. Um, the doorbell with the ring, <laughs> the garage, uh, uh, the bicycle, the bicycle. That's bi- probably where, what, that's where the water Hey, I was. have that chair. <laughs> I'm like, maybe if they would have decluttered, they might've gotten a little bit more. Right, they, got some more they got the wood floors under those lidded couches. Yeah. Living room. But Are then, the couches they're that was lit a, is, They're lit. Is that a beer on the... <laughs> No, So then after all of the property, the subject property pictures, it will actually show you pictures of the comparables that they used in order to come up with that value, just in case there was any confusion as to why it was an uh, an actual comparable. Um, My goodness. My goodness, guys. Our next next one's going to be on staging. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So here you can see is comparable one. It shows you what it actually sold for, shows you the distance away from our subject property, along with the actual square footage, um, the number of rooms, bathrooms, um, the location description, and the site uh, square footage. And that's based on the actual land with the home versus just the living square footage of the home. Um, Same thing with the comparable number two, three, four, five, and six, and they all are on there. Then it should show you a map. Oh, there we go. There is the layout that the appraiser had to go in and create. So when they're like, the appraiser just went to the property, where's the appraisal report? Well, guys, there are some times where appraisers will go out to multiple properties and then come back to their office and knock out all the reports. Um, Because as you can see, it's not just taking pictures and putting numbers on a page. They have to act, be very meticulous yeah. when they do this. And I think uh, at the next part, it even gives the breakdown of the square footage, how they came go. up with. Yep. Yep. So it's tough for a realtor uh, to argue with an appraisal if they themselves haven't done this legwork. Right. That's yeah. what bothers me the most. It's like, how do you know this value is short when you, hey, where are the comps? Um, uh, okay. How did you come up with your value? Uh, um, yeah. yeah, and I've had it to where somebody's fought an appraisal um, because they said that there was additional square footage. They added in like a mom-in-law suite. Sure. But it wasn't built to the same specs as the primary residence. Right. So they couldn't factor in that. It's a great point. If you believe you have built an additional room or built a, a casita that is not attached to the actual property, uh, it's not going to count towards your value. It must be attached to the to the property itself, and it has to be up to the same level of um, what would you call that? Um, like exterior, interior need to match. They the need apartment. to match. Yeah. Correct. Right. It can't just be some uh, outhouse that you connected to your backyard. So recently, we did have an appraisal class, and we had a licensed appraiser there. And so what they did mention when it came to those is if it's common in the area, mm-hmm. right, where there are these casitas and they've got full 
everything working, then it could give some value if it's common. But right. if yours is the only one out there, more than likely, then that's not going to happen. What they'll end up doing in those cases is they won't call it living area. Right. They'll call it a, um, a shed, area. additional right. workspace, mm-hmm. uh, similar to a pool that is not uh, custom for the area. They'll still give you value, but they're not going to give you value as if it was uh, customary for the right. neighborhood. Um, and then the last piece of this is showing you where the subject property is um, in comparison to the rest of the actual, uh, let me click there, boom, boom, boom. What am I doing here? What am I doing? That's okay, we're scrolling. Maybe two people scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> and there is how you know how close in relative to a bird's eye view of what comparables are used and how it relates to our subject property. Notice you don't have any outliers in this appraisal um, that are crossing the highway, that are in another neighborhood, anything like that. There is an instance in our market to where, um, I, I tell you what, there are instances in our market to where you have a million dollar home. Those are hard to comp because there may not, those don't sell as often as lower priced homes. So in those cases, the appraiser may go to another uh, adjacent neighborhood to find comparables that the house itself is very similar to another home in a different neighborhood. Right. Um, so they do their best to, to get the value that they contracted for, but they're also going to protect not only the lender, but also the buyer in many cases. Right. So um, that pretty much sums up how to read the basic information from an appraisal. Um, I think that you guys have plenty of knowledge um, and resources out there, but we'd also love to be a resource for you. Um, In many cases, we're going to find in the near future that appraisals are going to continue to come in over value. Um, That is if we are continuing as listing agents to list them the right way. Um, Our market is limited in regards to how much is actually out there to choose from, um, which gives an advantage to us homeowners and our property values. Um, Hopefully some of this information resonates with you guys and hopefully maybe it's something you share with a buyer that needed to know this, um, another fellow colleague that needed to know this. Maybe they came up to you and said, hey, help me read this appraisal. And you went, I don't have time for that. Here, watch this video. <laughs> um, but uh, is there anything else you guys wanted to add? We went over rates. We went in depth on appraisals. I think tomorrow I'd love to talk about uh, the national debt crisis that we have. I've mentioned it. But now I found something that has some data backing it that I want to dissect tomorrow. Trillions. Trillions. (laughs) It's in the trillions. I think the only thing that I would add is in our industry, there's three types of appraisals, Mm -hmm. right? So one is cost approach. That's going to be for our construction loans. Sure. So guys, if y'all are building a home, your appraisal might be a little bit different on the comps that we're getting. But that's something that we do all the time, right? We're we're known for our construction loans here. Mm -hmm. And then the appraisal that Mark went through was, of course, comparables. That's That's all the sales. And then we've got for our investors. So mm-hmm. we're going to find out as far as what our home's renting for in that area. But guys, with all of us here, we've got so much knowledge. So we yeah. would love to help you, Absolutely. whether it's appraisals or building a home, anything like of that nature. Amen to that. Yeah. Matt, you got anything to add? Um, I, I do. I was trying to, th- I, yesterday I was going to say something at the end that, you know, based off credit and all that. Um, if you watched our video yesterday, we kind of tackled, uh, credit repair, Mm -hmm. right? And I would say that, you know, guys, it is tax season. And if you're on the fence for buying, maybe we can, uh, 
piggyback you with one of our uh, experienced loan officers here, tackle that credit, get you off the fence and into a home. Absolutely. And and it, it's true. We're good at doing that. <laughs> Period. We're, we're good. We are we're good. good. Yep. Um, and for those of you that are having trouble selling your listings, the listing agents out there, we are still offering the 1% credit. Um, if you uh, get that buyer that is making an offer to give us a shot and earn their business as well. Um, we're here to help you gain more business, more sales and help more people. Um, and I think together we can probably do that. So without anything else on the chopping block, we'll see you tomorrow.